Hello and welcome to the July 24th episode of 10, my name is Ryan and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world such as President Trump signing multiple executive orders aimed at lowering the cost of prescription drugs, an eviction moratorium put in place at the beginning of the coronavirus crisis in the U.S. expires today putting tens of millions of households at risk of losing their homes. TikTok is creating a $200 million fund that it will use to retain its top users and attract new ones, and much more. In our first story of the day, President Trump signed multiple executive orders on Friday aimed at lowering the cost of prescription drugs such as insulin. The executive orders the president signed will require discounts on insulin and a prepens that were given to some hospitals to be passed on to patients and speed up a proposal to import prescription drugs from Canada and other countries for pharmacies, wholesalers and states. The president said the changes should eliminate the middlemen in drug purchases. President Trump said drug company executives will be at the White House on Tuesday and if they don't agree on a solution, an executive order will go into effect to make sure Medicare plans pay the lowest price on the international pharmaceutical market. Americans pay more for prescription drugs each year than people in any other developed country in the world, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. In more news surrounding police brutality, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz on Thursday signed a police reform bill into law that includes a ban on neck restraints like the one that was used on George Floyd before his death, but some activist groups say the legislation does not go far enough in tackling inequality. The bill bans chokeholds and fear-based or warrior-style training. It also imposes a duty to intercede on officers who see a colleague using excessive force and changes rules on the use of force to stress the sanctity of life. The measure creates a new advisory council for the state board that licenses officers, makes changes in arbitration rules affecting police unions, and requires more training on dealing with people with mental health issues. But critics say the bill is not as comprehensive as advocates of police reform would have liked. Earlier this month, Democratic House Speaker Melissa Hortman said restoration of felon voting rights and giving the Minnesota Attorney General's office primary jurisdiction over prosecuting police officers were both taken off the table in negotiations over reforms. In international news, a former Nazi concentration camp guard was convicted of thousands of counts of being an accessory to murder and given a two-year suspended prison sentence Thursday, a court announced. The 93-year-old man was charged with 5,230 counts of accessory to murder over his time as an SS guard at the Stuthoff concentration camp from 1944 to 1945. He was found guilty by the Hamburg Juvenile Court of aiding and abetting in the murder of at least 5,232 people. He faced a juvenile court because he was 17 years old at the time he served as a guard at the concentration camp. The defendant had previously admitted to being a guard at the camp but told the court at the beginning of his trial that he had no choice at the time. German prosecutors are investigating 14 other cases connected to the concentration camps. An estimated 6 million Jewish people were killed in Nazi concentration camps during World War II. Also killed were hundreds of thousands of Roma people and people with mental or physical disabilities. In housing news, an eviction moratorium put in place at the beginning of the coronavirus crisis in the U.S. expires today putting tens of millions of households at risk of losing their homes as the pandemic worsens in many parts of the country. Almost one-third of households missed their housing payments at the beginning of this month, with renters more likely to miss a payment than homeowners. 
The most recent survey from the U.S. Census Bureau found that almost 24 million Americans have little or no confidence that they can pay next month's rent. That's one-third of all renters. Under normal circumstances, missing even one payment can be grounds for eviction. Housing advocates and many lawmakers have been calling for a uniform, nationwide eviction ban, rent cancellation and other relief measures since the beginning of the crisis. As Congress debates the next stimulus bill, the housing crisis is likely to get worse. About 30 million Americans will see unemployment benefits drop by about two-thirds after this week as enhanced unemployment benefits expire. Many use that money to pay their housing bills and other essentials. Low-income communities and people of color are particularly vulnerable, facing the brunt of layoffs and financial devastation over the past four months. In more international news, in China's Xinjiang province, Uyghur Muslims are being detained and held in what are effectively concentration camps, where they're subjected to human rights abuses, including torture, forced sterilization, and brainwashing. But no one seems to be doing much about it at the international level. The Uyghurs are a Muslim ethnic minority group that share cultural and ethnic similarities with Central Asian nations. An estimated 11 million Uyghurs live in Xinjiang, but as many as 1 million Uyghurs are being held in these camps. In the camps, Uyghurs are reportedly facing mass sterilization, forced labor, sexual assault, and intense surveillance. They are also said to be forced to learn Mandarin Chinese and to criticize or renounce their Muslim faith. But China denies that abuses are occurring in what they euphemistically call re-education camps. China's position is that the Uyghurs are receiving vocational training to learn about Chinese history and culture, with the goal of fending off terrorism from Uyghur separatist movements. Despite these reports of human rights abuses being committed against the Uyghurs, international responses to the crisis have lacked urgency. The UK government has spoken out against the abuses and the US has imposed sanctions on China, but widespread action has been absent, including from Muslim-majority countries. In social media news, TikTok is creating a $200 million fund that it will use to retain its top users and attract new ones, signaling another milestone for the growing company. TikTok said the fund will start distributing the cash later this year and is one of the few ways users can make money on the app. Previously, users could monetize their accounts only via live streams or through brand partnerships. Eligible users must be 18 or older, live in the United States and consistently post original videos that comply with TikTok guidelines. Applications to enter the program begin next month, but it's unclear how many users TikTok will accept or how much money a creator will receive. A company spokesperson didn't specify how the money would be dispersed but said that the $200 million is just the starting amount for the fund, which is aimed at helping the fledgling app stay competitive and retain top talent. In our first of many sports stories of the day, Major League Baseball started its COVID-19 regular season Thursday night with a record average 4 million viewers, the most watched regular season MLB game on any network since 2011. According to ESPN. The telecast was up 232% from last year. In more baseball news, the displaced Toronto Blue Jays will play the majority of their home games in Buffalo, New York, this year amid the coronavirus pandemic, the team announced Friday. The Blue Jays will play at Solon Field, home of the team's AAA affiliate, the Buffalo Bisons. Toronto begins the season at Tampa Bay on Friday. The team said the first scheduled home series, against the Washington Nationals on Wednesday and Thursday will take place on the road to accommodate infrastructure modifications at Solon Field to meet Major League Baseball playing standards and COVID-19 safety requirements.
The locker room needs to be expanded so that social distancing can be practiced. The lights need to be upgraded as well. The team will be incurring the majority if not all of the costs. The Blue Jays had been looking for a major league park after the Canadian government declined to allow them to play in Toronto and the state of Pennsylvania nixed a deal for them to play in Pittsburgh because of frequent travel throughout the United States. In Olympics news, this week, billions of people were supposed to be tuning into the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympic Games. But like thousands of other events around the globe, the Olympics fell victim to the coronavirus pandemic. Rather than outright cancelling the Games, officials have postponed them to 2021. The International Olympics Committee announced last week in a statement that the venues and competition schedule for the 2021 Games have been confirmed. This includes all 43 competition venues, the main press center, the broadcast center, and the iconic Olympic Village. With no Games this year, Japan is said to lose out on 10 million additional visitors, and that's not including the 31 million visitors who normally visit the country each year. And in our final story of the day, after just a few days of training, dogs in Germany proved capable of identifying people infected with COVID-19, according to researchers. The dogs, part of a study by a veterinary university in Germany, were able to sniff out the coronavirus with stunning accuracy. According to the pilot study published Thursday, Eight dogs from Germany's armed forces trained for just five days before they could identify the virus in humans. They sniffed the saliva of more than 1,000 people, both healthy and infected, identifying the coronavirus with a 94% success rate. Researchers said coronavirus-sniffing dogs could be used in public areas such as airports, sporting events and borders to help prevent further outbreaks of the virus. They believe they have created a solid foundation for future testing. That's all for today's episode of 10, thank you for listening and have a great day.